0: Well, how many is ready to praise the Lord? What a blessing it is to come into the house of the Lord. Thank you for coming this evening. And, uh, we the men of valor, we we just come to just sing the gospel in praise. So thank you for this opportunity. And you know, as we look at the system, the situation in the world today, all we see is darkness. Are oh, we hear of killings? Are oh, we hear of Christians being persecuted throughout the world? But you know, throughout the ages Christians have been persecuted. If you ever have the opportunity, read the book of martyrs and see that what a blessing it is to stand for the Lord. For we know that in Christ Jesus, no matter what the situation, that we know the end of the book. And we know that all is well. Listen as we sing this wonderful song.
1: The shepherd, as he led us to the meadow,
2: standing by still watching.
0: Oh, wait. day today. We had two powerful services, and we're back tonight for another. We're looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us tonight. We've come ready to worship, ready to get in His presence, ready to give to Him. Amen. So if you're ready, let's get out in the aisles tonight, shake hands, welcome each other to church.
1: I will sing to him a new song. come together we begin to lift him up it's like his presence just enters the room and I don't only sense but I know ever since I've been a little boy I've I've heard them preach about the second coming of the Lord and they've been looking for him for thousands and thousands of years but he's right here We are right on the verge of it, right now. And I'll tell you, whatever I have to do, Lord, I'm selling out to you. It doesn't matter where you want me to go, what you want me to give, what you want me to give up. It doesn't matter. I say yes, Lord. I say yes. I say yes Lord I say touch.
3: You may be seated. It's a wonderful thing that happens when people come forward to pray. I get such a sense as we pray for one person after another, you feel the needs that are in their life. It's a, it's a spiritual thing, and it's amazing to see God move in, in so many different needs. When you see somebody come forward, they, or when you pray, it's, it's an act of faith. You believe, you know what's, what's what God asks of you. Bible talks about asking him in faith. And when we ask, you know, God moves and does a wonderful thing. Obedience and trust is beautiful. And tonight, if, if you have a financial need or, or we're at the offering time, time when we put, put money in the plate or we pay our tithes, you know, God talks about trusting him, trusting him. And he, and he puts out the, the, the command of the 10% that should come to the church, that should go to ministry. And if we want to act in faith, We'll be obedient to his word. He wants to bless us. He wants to take care of you. He wants to minister to you financially. He wants to see the gospel message go forth, And we want to be a part of that. We want to be humble. We want to be obedient and be faithful in that. And tonight, we, as a church, we just give the opportunity. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you hear us every time that we pray and every time that we reach out to you. God, tonight, Lord, in faith and obedience, God, as your word commands... Lord, we do an act of faith, an act of trust, and we give from our from our hearts, we give from our wallets tonight, because we know that you're not, not only are you going to heal people, not only are you going to put back marriages together, but God, we believe that you're the God over our finances, the very thing that that supplies our life, maybe puts a roof over our head, our job. God, we know that you've given that. And Lord, out of faithful obedience, we give back to you. We reach out of our hearts and we express our love and our, our, our appreciation to you. And God, we want you to be in the middle of the finances of our people in this church, missionaries, the work that you're doing. God, we just give it all to you in faithful obedience tonight, knowing that you're going to do something beautiful and something wonderful with it. Lord, we praise you and we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Pastor Ray was speaking today from the book of Hebrews and he spoke about how the writer wrote to encourage the people to inform the people that Jesus is Lord and I thought it was amazing when you step back into history and you see these three Hebrew children named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And because they would not bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar, they were cast into a lake of fire, into a furnace of fire. But when they looked into that furnace, there was four standing Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego they passed through the fire. Listen to us as we sing through the fire. <laughs> I've questioned Certain circumstances And things I could not Understand And many times In trials Weakness blurs my vision That's when my Frustration gets all Out of hand It's then I am Reminded That I've never been forsaken, and I've never had to stand one test alone. Then I look at all my victories, and the Spirit rises up in me, and it's through the fire my weakness is made strong.
1: He never promised that the cross would not get heavy And the hill would not be hard to climb He never offered our victories without fighting But He said help would always come in time So just remember when you're standing Valley of decision, and the adversary says, Give in. just hold on. not get heavy, and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting, but he said help would always come in time. So just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision, and the adversary says, "Give in. Just hold on."
4: Wow, thank you, men of valor. Thank you tonight for ministering. One more time, help me thank these guys. And you know that, that works over and over again in every circumstance of our life. No matter where we are or what we're going through, it it can be the water, it can be the fire, it can be a mountain, it can be a valley. Whatever it is, we've got to trust and know that God is gonna see us all the way through. God is always going to be there for you. You know, in an hour and a day like we're living now, you know, it's right for us to continually encourage one another, to encourage one another to understand and to have faith and to have confidence in God who will not fail. You know, we're living in what we understand and know to be perilous times. The Bible says it's the last days. And you hear it a lot from this pulpit, and you should. Amen. But it's all also correct and right for us. The reason that you hear it so much and the reason we focus a lot on encouragement is because we're living in in times such as we've never had before. We're living in times when you've got to keep the focus and you've got to keep on track. You've got to keep your eyes on the prize. You've got to stay focused. Because I'm telling you, the Bible says, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And the enemy would love to get you to fight. He'd love to get you to, to, you know, get in the scrap of it all. He'd love for you to start trying to fight the enemy on your own. He'd love for you to do that. Because he knows he's no match and you're no match. You're no match for the circumstances that would threaten to destroy and to take you down. But you know tonight what they said. Through the fire, through the circumstances... The Bible says in Isaiah, when you feel like the rivers and the waters would overflow you, they won't. And when you go through that fire, it will not burn you. You may go through, you may have to go through it. You may have to walk in it. Those guys didn't get delivered from the furnace. They, got, they had to walk through it. How many have ever had to walk through a trial? I've had to walk through them, but I have found that He is there. And He has never, I can say this with a clear heart, standing here before you in this pulpit tonight, I can tell you, Audrey, He has never, ever failed me. He's never forsaken me. He has always come through for me. I don't know what your testimony is, but I know I'm surrounded by a bunch of folks who can say the same thing. He has never one time ever failed me, not one time in my journey. I have found Him to be there when I've needed Him, when I've had to call on Him. When I have been in times when I didn't see the light in front of me, the Lord still led me through it, and I found myself on the other side, amen? I I believe it. Somebody needed to hear that tonight. And I'm telling you, they couldn't have picked any better of a song for our ministry, and I'd like you to stand for the reading of God's Word and turn with me to Jonah chapter 1. Verses one through three, I'm gonna open up with the very first part of the the story of Jonah. And in talking about Jonah tonight, now you may have heard this since you were a little kid, but listen to the message that the Lord has given tonight for this church. Because there are many different ways that you can run from God. There are many different ways that we find ourselves separated from him. It can be, at times, just his very presence. Just getting away from his presence and then becoming cold and indifferent. Allowing the enemy to mess with our minds. It can be disobedience. It can be many different things. It can be the times that we're even watching those we love go through it. And we have to have the patience, the endurance to pray and to hold On to the hope and the promises of God while they endure. How many of you ever had to watch a loved one go through the fire? Reading in Jonah chapter 1, listen to what the word says tonight. Now the word of the Lord. Uh Uh-oh. That right there is plenty. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord Father we ask you to touch tonight to minister to us speak to us by your Holy Spirit Lord all we desire in the whole world is to just stay in tune to stay close to you I pray that you will touch and minister through your word tonight let the power and the presence of God truly Touch our hearts and draw us deeper into relationship and intimacy with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The story of Jonah and the whale, you know, has been debated in theological circles. A lot of folks have even said it was just a a parable. It was a myth. It was just a story to get things rolling. But we know better than that, and I, I want you'd understand that Jesus authenticated that story. If you go to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 39, it says Jesus saying, There shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So we know that it wasn't a myth, and it wasn't a made-up story. It literally was true that God prepared a fish, a whale, and put it there right in the middle of that ocean, right where it needed to be. Now, you can look at the story positively or negatively. I tend to be someone who looks for the glass to be half full. And when I look at this story and I read about Jonah, I see the love of God. I see the power of God at work in his life. Jonah had chosen to disobey and to run the opposite direction from God. He wanted to get away from the presence of the Lord. He he didn't want to fulfill what was happening. And I've known people in my own life, and there have been times in my life when I was young and trying to find my way in this journey with Christ. There were times I I didn't necessarily make the right choices and decisions. You and I would probably have stories of where we have learned through disobedience. You know that it's always better to obey than it is to disobey. That really, honestly, it costs more in the end to disobey than it ever does to obey the Lord. God called Jonah to go to Nineveh. It was Nineveh was a great metropolis, a big city full of about five hundred thousand people. They were absolutely. Wicked in every way. They were doing everything under the sun. I believe they'd built a casino or something had gone up. I don't know. Maybe it was called the Miami Valley Gaming. I don't know. But it was a wicked city. It was, according to Nahum, in in chapter 3 of Jonah, verses 1, it said, Nahum called it the bloody city, full of lies and robbery. Jonah was called upon to go and to cry against that city. And he was called to do something to, to follow the will of the Lord and the work of the Lord in his life. God was wanting to do something with Jonah. But what I find interesting in that third verse there in Jonah chapter one is that it says that he, he left and went down, 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 in to go into Tarshish from, to run from the presence of the Lord. He really had gotten to a place where he didn't even wanna, he didn't want to do what God wanted him to do. I've known Christians who, who once served the Lord, who once were faithful to the Lord, who once had ministry and once were, had a family and, and they literally were driven to, to follow after God's plan and God's will for their lives. I, I've known them through the years. I've known some that were pastors that have been in this position and they had a great call of God on their life. And they have literally had gotten to a place where the disobedience and that desire to, to do their own thing and to make their own decisions and to go their own path and to live their own life had caused them to literally move in the direction away from the presence of God. Let me tell you what happens when we get disobedient to God. It starts with a slow fade of getting away from the presence of the Lord. It starts with cold and indifference. If you ever don't want to be here, if you ever don't want to be in church and you don't want to be in the presence of God, you, you no longer want to listen to your worship music, you don't really have time to get into the Word at your house and read the words of the Lord. We spoke this morning of the power that is in the spoken Word of God. It is Jesus Himself made flesh flesh. Holding it in our very hands, the the very Savior of the world, paralleled together with these words, infallible and inerrant from the Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And when you no longer have a desire, and you no longer want to get in there and and discover that, and and it doesn't touch you like it used to, and you become cold, and you seem to watch a fade happening where you don't really find yourself hungry, thirsty, for the presence of the Lord anymore, then that is a time when you need to start really calculating and worrying about your own standing and your own obedience with the Lord, your stand with God. The the mere fact of disobedience has always centered on a slow fade that comes in someone's life. I've watched it over and over and over again. It starts with just a lack of desire, a lack of just wanting to be around God's people, wanting to be in His Word, and most of all, wanting to be in His presence. Jonah really wasn't fighting necessarily in this in this against Jonah or, he, or against Nineveh. He, he came up with reasons that he was jealous and angry. He had a bad attitude. We know the story. But really when you look at it, it all started back there in chapter 1 verse 3 when it said that he just wanted to get away from the presence of the Lord. It's, it's hard for us. It's right for us to evaluate and analyze that daily time, that quiet time and meditative time with the Lord. Don't let that be sacrificed. Don't let too much of the earth and the world and the world in around you start to enamor that and, and, and make it cumbersome for you and make it something you can't do. Let God have his way in your life and keep that presence. I have found that I I can come into the office or I can be in my house and I can tell when when I need to get in the presence of the Lord. I can just tell there's like a meter down inside my own spirit when I know that I need to get in with the Lord. We need to meditate on his word. We need to eat. The Bible says it's fatness and marrow to your bones. It's right for us to, to get to the place where we're feeding our soul constantly. We need to understand that when we're not feeding it, it is not standing still. There is no such thing as standing still in, with God. <coughs> There's no such thing. I've not met a person yet who can just stand still in God. We absolutely are either growing in Him or we're digressing in Him. You're fighting spiritual warfare, the flesh against the spirit. And when the spirit is not being fed, then that means the flesh is taking over. When the soul of man is not being fed, when you're not taking in nourishment to your spirit man, you're literally at the same time, that means your flesh is eating up like a poison. We talked this morning, like a poison, it it begins to just take over. There's no in the middle. There's no place where both the spirit and the flesh just kind of rest there together and coincide together. They are constantly at war with one another. That's why it's right for us to continue. You know, I think about the fact that, you know, I I have a gas, I got to go to a gas station tonight after church. My light is on and it was on when I left my house. So now I'm really worried. I might need to get Richard to follow me over to the gas station. But you know, gas stations are necessary. We don't necessarily like them. We don't, you know, we don't necessarily, you know, aspire to them, we don't necessarily, you know, think about them morning, noon and night and we don't just go through an entourage of different gas stations and pick the prettiest and nicest one we want. We usually just take the one that's closest to wherever we're driving. It's a necessity that we fill up with that gas And it is something that you and I don't have to think about. We don't really have to pick it all out and figure it all out. We just need to understand and know every single day we got to make sure there's gasoline in our tank. The same with the word of God and the presence of God and prayer life, you can pray anywhere on the job, walking. You can pray down the hallways of your school. You can pray anywhere, any place. You don't need a perfect little setup. You don't need a perfect little chapel. You don't have to have everything all rosy and everything perfect. You just got to find you a spot somewhere where you can cry out to him and you can get that filling that you need. We need to learn to walk and pray, watch and pray. Move in the power and the presence of prayer and let that fill us up because I'm telling you, we're seeing here what happens when we get away from it. Jonah rose up to flee from the presence of the Lord. God had called him to go east and he went west. He went complete opposite direction of God. He was in a dangerous spot. He actually was not just mad about Nineveh. It had nothing really to do with Nineveh. It was a spiritual issue. It was a spiritual issue in his heart. He was literally disobeying, rebelling against God. Jonah, someone that God would call, someone that God had an assignment for. And we've got to be careful in our own hearts and lives to stay in that place where we will not get a rebellious spirit. He lost his sense of direction. He lost his sense of direction. He wasn't really bound for any place, he just went down. He just went down, he just found the first ship leaving port and he jumped on that, didn't know where it was going or what was happening. But what, was, what, what is amazing about the whole story is that in the process of him just getting away and running, God was pursuing him. And let me tell you something about that prodigal, that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter. Let me tell you about that loved one. God sees them at the moment of their rebellion God is there for them at the moment that they want to go west when God says go east. God is there for them, and God is pursuing them. You and I don't have to worry about our part in all that. Our job is to pray and to hold fast and to hold on to the truth that God gives us in his word. But we, I promise you, we can trust him. I promise you, you can trust that God loves your lost love one more than you do. And he is pursuing after them. I love the way you see that this thing begins to unfold some have said "Well, god punish jonah with that whale but he didn't he loved jonah with that whale he loved him he didn't know where he was going he'd lost his direction he was disobedient rebellious he was moving as far away from god's presence as he possibly could and someone in here tonight is contemplating or you're in the middle of running from god Listen, God was pursuing. God was chasing after him. God was putting in place everything he needed. That fish being prepared for him was God's mercy. was God's grace. The journey from Joppa to Tarsus on the coast of Spain was more than hazardous. God was looking out for him. The hard road for Jonah was obvious and that's the way it is for the transgressor the bible tells us you know in matthew chapter 25 and 24 i knew you know with the the man with the talent we look at that as an example of why people disobey and why they run the opposite direction it says they're like that man he says he who took his talent and he hid it in a napkin and buried it it says i knew that thou art a hard man reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not not strawed And then you look at that and you think, he saw him, the master, the taskmaster, as being a hard taskmaster. People tend to think that what God wants for them is hard, but I'm telling you, the way of the transgressor, Proverbs chapter 13 and 15, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. The way they choose to go in the opposite direction of God you know, the yoke, we, we run from missions. We run from calls. We run from the assignments of God. We don't want to follow after God. We want to run from him when we're cold and indifferent. And we don't realize, the Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He doesn't want to overcome you. He doesn't want to weigh you down. He's not looking. I'm telling you, when I first, I, I remember when I got the calling on my own life, I remember how I felt. I, I, I was chasing after God and wanted his presence, but I didn't want to have to do anything i didn't want the ministry to to be the the thing that he was calling me to i i didn't think i could do it i felt in, you know that i was inadequate felt unworthy to do it and over and over again i tell him no I, I can't do this this is not in me to do this i i looked for every possible way out but i have found something to be true through the years i've found that whatever god calls me to do and wherever he leads me he always provides for me he always makes it possible and i always kind of give him praise and glory at the end of a hard assignment, because I looked at it in the beginning as something I didn't want to do, but I found out on the other side of it that it was something enjoyable and wonderful, and it ended up being something that made a big difference in my own life and my love for him. We don't want to, we don't want to be the kind of folks that turn an ear and a heart away from God, but we want to turn to him. We want to understand that god pursues us god caused a great wind to hit that sea you remember the the wind that came and the the tempest that raged and, and there was jonah the bible says in that scriptures there that he was asleep the very captain of the ship came down and said awake what's wrong with you do you not see that we are perishing do you not see the trouble that we're in long story short you understand The winds howled, the sea opened its mouth, the lightning blazed across the the, the, the skies and the thunders roared. And there was Jonah facing the very judgment of God, the runaway prophet, the runaway child. And yet in all of that, we see that that was God's tender mercy and love, his care reaching out for him. The Bible says the winds and the waves, they obey him. The tempest was was part of God's plan. God began to blow those north winds to bring this disturbance to that sea. He was looking to do something in his life. God will bring the hardships and the trials to those who are in disobedience. And as I said, it's hard to go through, especially when you look at it in the beginning. I've gone through difficulties and trials in my own life in times of fire, times of floods, times of trials, times of tribulations, and I have seen over and over again that in it, it's not always easy. It's not never very attractive. It's not something you desire, but I've found that when I get there, and I get through it, and on the other side of it, I have found that God always provides with me a lesson learned, and a work inside me that changes me from inside out. The Bible's clear to let us know that when anything comes our way, it must first pass his hands and we know that he always has the power God's very power is present at all times to help us and to stop it when it's necessary and sometimes it's right for us to understand that we find ourselves in trials and troubles that others have brought into our lives because of their disobedience that we have to suffer that we got to go through times and that's when the patience and that's when the understanding And that's when we've got to hold fast to to the Lord and to his work and his promises in our lives as never before. That's when we have to truly say, God, your grace is sufficient for me. Sometimes it's important to hold on to those promises that God gives us. Paul was clear to point out, man, three times I saw him that I would not have to deal with this. Paul, the apostle. Paul, the servant of the Lord. Paul, the one who was obedient to God and found himself in trouble, found himself with a thorn in the flesh, and three times he sought the Lord, and each time he was told no, with only a promise from the Lord, my grace is sufficient for you. We understand and we know that God will work and do whatever is necessary to cause us to be triumphant, but we have to see the end from the beginning. We are promised to be delivered. You are promised to be delivered. Before Jonah ever got on that ship, heading out west when he should have been going east, disobeying and walking against the Lord, there was an outcome that God had for him that was going to be in deliverance. God had that, and he had everything ordered and in place. Jonah was called. You and I are called. You and I are obedient to God, you love the Lord. But perhaps tonight you're sitting in here tonight and you're at a crossroads yourself and you want more than anything for god to be honored in your life but you're not necessarily sure you want to follow through with everything you feel that he's put in your heart the places he wants you to go the things that he wants you to do you want to define what that is for him and he's saying no you have to trust me and you're finding yourself in this place this valley of decision where you don't know whether you're going to go east or west the Lord is calling out to us to trust him in the midst of every decision, in the midst of every trial, in the midst of every hardship in our lives. He wants us to be a people that our eyes are open to him. He absolutely has it all in hand for us. And God will not ever leave you to flee and never pursue, not pursue you. He will always be after you and always look for you. He is married, the Bible says, to the backslider. He looks for those who find themselves slipping along the way and drifting into that disobedience. He looks for us. But it's right for us tonight to understand that, that Jonah was never out of God's sight. Not for one minute. And neither are you. You're not out of God's sight. The enemy would try to deceive you. He would try to bring discouragement and trial that would cause you to want to give up. But understand... God always knows where you are. That's what you hold on to. You hold on to his truth, his promises, and you get through them every time. And when God calls you to something, it's our right and it's our job to be disobedient to that, to not get into the place where we can get confused and lose our way. The journey away from God is a downward journey. The journey away from his presence is one that causes us to be weak, causes us to be famished, we. We literally move away from the things that cause us to be in the safe arms of God's presence. When I find myself dealing with issues and trials, I suddenly understand and know, man, I've got to find a place to get away with him. I've got to find those places in my life where I can trust and know that the Lord is going to give me the strength I need the power that I need to overcome, even in the times when I am tempted to walk away, the times when I'm tempted to throw in the towel. It's dark sometimes. Isaiah said, what do you do when you have obeyed the Lord and you've literally found yourself in a dark place where there is no voice? He says, I will trust in the name of the Lord and I will lean hard upon him. The promises of God, trust in his name and I will lean hard upon him. The Lord brought that fish, and that fish was prepared and ready to swallow up Jonah with no intention of destroying him. God has not brought any trials, any troubles, any temptuous storms in your life to destroy you. You will not be destroyed. You will not be harmed. God will bring you out, and God will bring you over, and God's going to be the one that is going to get the victory, and you're going to have your testimony that God has brought once again you out of the trial and the trouble in your life. It says in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 17, it says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah but it was not meant to hurt him. It was never meant, now I believe it probably did bleach him real good after three days. And when he got spit up out of that thing, he was, you know, he he probably was a sight to see. And sometimes we have lessons that we learn. But I've learned that in those times when we have what I would call, and I preached a message years ago about a prison experience and that I, I used this as a prison experience. Much like when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den and much like we've seen when Paul was thrown and Silas were thrown in the dungeon, we see here that Jonah was thrown in the midst of this prison, but for a good work that God was trying to do in his life. And we know the story. We know the story. Running from God doesn't doesn't bring the victory that we search out. It doesn't bring those, those things that that we can testify about in the beginning, but if we'll trust in God's love for us, he will always pursue us till we find that place of submission again. You've got loved ones. You've got people that you are praying for, that you are believing for, that you want God, you want God to move in their life. You've held on and you've held fast and you've trusted through the storm. You've seen them go through it, or perhaps you are going through it yourself. You've gone through what what you would describe as just one of those seasons in your life when it's been hard and it's been so tough for you and you, you found yourself disillusioned at times and even feeling as if you don't think you can go another step. The Lord has promised that there is strength in our weakness. He's promised that there is always hope in the midst of every dark trial. And He gives you and I an answer for all of this tonight. And answer, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Even when it looks like, it feels like, there is no hope. Trust in the Lord. Trust in his name. Trust in his reputation. Trust in where he's been and what he's done. Trust in how he has been there for others that you know, family members. Testimonies sometimes get lost in the midst of our chaos and our confusion. We sometimes don't remember the good things that God has done in our life. We sometimes have a hard time recollecting and remembering when God has brought deliverance. Sometimes it just feels like it's so far away from us. But it's important tonight that we go back to his words, go back to his name, and when you've got nothing else, go back to who he is and what he's done. The only reason that over and over and over again in the Word, there were so many stories of, of mir- miraculous events and wonderful things that were there that were to, were there to help us to, to see the greatness of God was not because God was on some ego trip where he just wanted to shed his fame abroad to the earth. It was there because there was going to be a day when you were hungry and God was need- going gonna to supply for you. There was going to be a day when you were going through the waters and you needed him to pull you to safety. There was a time, there's gonna be a time in your life when you're going through the fires, the trials of life and the troubles and you need to know that he's said God that when the fires are raging, he will pull you out and to pull you to safety. You may not feel like it tonight. You may feel like there is no way out but I'm telling you even when it looked like there was no way, there was a fire in front of them and a furnace in front of them and it was seven times hotter than it had been before. And it looked like there was no other way, there was no exit out the backside of that furnace. There was only one way out, and that was to die. But God was able to intervene in the middle of a tough, impossible situation, just like he did with Jonah. Someone would assume there was no way out of that situation, but there was, because God takes the very elements, the very elements that he used to chase you with, are the same elements that he'll use to deliver you with. God is able to speak over every circumstance, no matter how horrible and how lonely and how trite it might be. And he is able to bring to that situation in your life, the darkest of dark, he is able to bring victory and to bring you out and cause you to stand on a solid, solid foundation again. Do you believe that tonight? I feel as if, and I've struggled tonight, I feel like I'm fighting the enemy himself as I stand behind this desk. I feel like I'm fighting the very demon, the demons from hell, because some of you tonight are going through the battle of your life. And the enemy does not want you to see that even, I mean, you want to see a light at the end of the tunnel. You want to see that there's an exit door on the other side of the trial. You want to see that there's a way out of this tonight. And you're a preacher. Come on now. Give me a way out. Give me something that gives me that light. And give me that exit. Give me that back door. But I'm here to tell you, even if it doesn't look like there's a light. And if there is no back door, he is still a God that will bring you out. He will absolutely make a way where there is no way. He's a God that is above finding out his mysterious and how he works. But he can take a death sentence over your life and turn it into a brand new life experience. Life and life more abundant. He can turn it around for you. And that's the message. He turned Jonah's disobedience. He turned his coldness and his indifference. He turned it around in his life. And he is there as proof to you and I that even when you've been discouraged, Even when you feel like you cannot get your own strength out of it, you can't shake yourself of the discouragement and perhaps the depression and the weakness that's come over your own spirit. It doesn't matter. God is pursuing you tonight. And he's saying, I will make a way for you to have the victory. I'll do it if I have to hide you in the middle of your trial. Sometimes he'll hide you in the very middle of your trial until he is able to bring you out there was a moment in time when god said now and he vomited jonah right back out you may feel like that's man i feel the lord when i say that you may feel like the trial that you're in right now is nothing less than that kind of disgust and that kind of sickness that you feel like your trial's going to have to vomit you out I'm telling you tonight, have confidence and trust in God that when he does bring you out, you may be bleached from the the juices of it. You may feel like you have to close your eyes because it's been so dark and you're not used to the light. You may have to put your sunglasses on, but let me tell you this. You're going to walk out on the shore. You're going to walk away from that and God's going to deliver you. You know why? Because you belong to him. He is your God. He said, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. That's his promise to you tonight. And it doesn't matter how dark, it doesn't matter how cold, it doesn't matter how disgusting, it doesn't matter how hurtful, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the inside or the outside. What's important is, is he God over your life? And if he is, then you are guaranteed that you will be brought out and be delivered. That is the promise of the Lord. And you need to hear that tonight because it's time for the enemy to let go of his lie, his deception over you. He's tried to tell you God has forsaken you, but we know he said he'd never forsake us and never would he walk away from us. The devil wants you to think that God has turned his eyes away from you, but the Bible says that he watches over you always to do his good, good work in you. He will complete the work inside you and he won't stop until he's done. God doesn't do anything halfway. He won't bring you halfway out. He won't deliver you halfway. He's not a God that'll cause you to have half of a victory. He is a God of the victor's crown. He's a God of an absolute promise that you're gonna come out. It may not look like it tonight. It may not feel like it tonight. But through the fire, You are gonna come out thank you guys for helping me preach tonight you're gonna come out you're gonna come out you're gonna come out hallelujah you're gonna come out it's dark it's horrible you don't even speak of it but you're gonna come out because you belong to him you belong to him and I'm telling you this This is much too. Vengeance is the Lord's. He will repay. You stand in the grace and the mercy and the loving arms of God. And watch God move. God will move. Every enemy will go down. Every enemy poised itself against you. Everything that has put itself against you to try to harm you and destroy you. God's going to take care of it i'm telling you something tonight the enemies are going to go down and it is going to turn around for you and i'm telling you that weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning You have got the promise of the Lord over you, and I'm speaking into somebody who's getting that tonight. You have been weighed down, burdened down, you've been saddened down, depressed down, discouraged down, but right now, light is breaking through into the heart there that has been broken and saddened and hurt, and God is going to give you hope tonight. You're walking out of this place. You're walking out of this place tonight and you're going to feel like a brand new person. God's going to give you joy back in your step, a spring back in your step. Joy is coming back. It's going to be unspeakable and full of glory. Peace is going to surround your mind that you can't even explain. You won't be able to tell anybody. As a matter of fact, laughter is coming back into your spirit. You're absolutely going to feel love, and you're going to feel the power of God once again working. And someone will say, well, has your circumstance changed? And you're going to say, no, not yet. Turn to somebody and say, not yet. Not yet. But you mark the words of this preacher who has fought. Gary, I don't know when it's been harder for me to preach. Anybody who knows the spirit of the Lord, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I have fought a devil in my face. But thank you, Lord, that you have pushed through that. You have pushed through that. I have fought an enemy from the moment I walked in this house. Because the devil wants you to give up, throw it away, walk away from it. He wants you to give in. He wants you to lay down. He wants you to take off your robe of righteousness. He wants you to walk away from the calling. He wants you to walk away from the work that God has done in your life. He wants you to walk away from the promises. Because then you will be the one. The devil wants you to be the one. The one that looks at somebody and says god has failed me god didn't come through for me but god has broke through like the morning dawn tonight to give you hope and promise once again you will not be the first that he's ever failed you will not be the first who will testify against the name of the lord his name is a strong mighty tower and he shall cause you to be victorious hallelujah hallelujah stand with me tonight stand with me tonight I don't know who I'm speaking to I, know I, have, I don't know when I've ever preached a message in seven years that I have ever felt that I've fought harder than this one I felt like a devil has been in my face all night long he wants me to shut up He wants me to sit down. He wants me to let you go and get out of here. But I'm not letting it happen. Not until you got that dance in your feet. I'm not letting it happen until you once again. I want you to lift your hands right where you are. I want you to lift up the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord. Just praise him for his name. His excellent name. All power is given in his name. All power has been given to him above his name there is no other name by his name everything consists everything is done and made whole in the name of jesus christ oh hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord come on press through tonight oh he don't want us to do this the enemy don't want us to want you to do this press through Press through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want as many of you as who will, I want you to get out from where you are and meet me in this altar as quickly as you can. I'm not asking for a few. I'm asking for as many as will. Meet me in this altar quickly. Give me something.
1: Reach out and touch
4: the Lord as As he. he. Goes by, or up your mind is not too
1: busy to answer your cry. He's passing by this moment, your need he will supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You'll find.
4: I want you to do something right now you don't know but what who's standing right around you needs God to bring a deliverance or a touch in their life would you get in like groups the three to four to five standing right there find as many of you any of them as you can look at them square in the face you don't have to say anything I just want you to begin to intercede and to pray for those around you in a circle where you are just get in little groups there and, and let God use you to pray for one another I want our ministers, if you would, to get around and start praying for people you feel led to pray for. But pray for your brothers and your sisters right now. I believe in God to do a wonderful work right now through your prayer. In the name of Jesus.
1: Must have been the hand of the Lord. Glory. Thou Blood in, blood in the blood of the Lamb the There is power, 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 power wonder-working power In the precious the blood, blood of the land. Of the land. Well, will you be free from your burden of sin? Well, there's, there's power, power in, in the blood, blood. And it reaches to the high.
4: gives me strength from day to
2: day. It will never lose
4: its power. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe his blood has still got the same power? To the high. the odds. You have the same temptations. You have the same enemy that hates you, just like he does every other young man in your age group. Every other man who's older than you, you have fought against that, and you have stood your ground. God is honoring your faith tonight in him. You are anointed you are going to find yourself influential and God has an anointing on you that he's going to use. And I... Lift whatever arm you can right now. And I want God to touch you from the... What you saw tonight, I don't know, some of you will come up to me and you'll say, yeah, I I felt that. I sensed that. Some of my minister friends, we're going to talk about it. I don't know when I've ever come into the pulpit, says Audrey, and thought like I felt there was something right here that would not let Literally, as if the enemy kept making... trying his best to shut me up and distract me. Yes, he's but I love, what I love is I can tell you the moment that he was exposed and in the moment he was exposed, the entire thing turned around yes. and God's anointing got through anyhow. God will always get you through because he just now brought it to my attention that you, you literally saw in the pulpit tonight, what's been happening in your life. The enemy has tried to shut up the work of God. He's tried to silence the promises of God, trying to confuse the message of God. Hear it tonight, that just like he showed you in this altar, God is going to come barreling through your circumstances and he is going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. And I praise him. Would you just lift your hands and praise him all over this place tonight? Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. We honor you and we bless you. Lord, you, you pursue your people. You pursue your people. And God, you want us to know you understand. You understand the discouragement that your people has been through. You understand, Lord, that feeling of silence, disillusion. You understand it. You know exactly where it comes from, and you have already got the victory, already preparing the victory for your people, even as we speak and pray tonight. We give you honor, we give you praise, and we thank you. There will be, there will be a testimony of God's delivering power for impossible situations from this service tonight. What the enemy thought he would fight and he would disregard as nothing, disqualify, he has now got to eat his entire plan and eat his words. He loses tonight, and you are going to be the winner. Amen. God bless you tonight. God bless you. Church is never dismissed here at Stratford Heights. The church is just leaving the building. God bless you.